Two weeks down, nine undefeated teams remain, nine winless teams remain. It's chaos, baby. Let's dive right in. to Making Waves, an NFL Confidence Pool podcast. I'm your host, Mac. And I'm your host, Bob. And it is week three of the 2023-2024 NFL season. There have been ups, there have been downs, there have been wins, there have been losses, and it will only continue in week three when things really get down to the nitty gritty. It's time for some teams to uh, show up or shut up this week. Yep. Very well said. Uh, week three, as you said before, the third date usually turns into something special or fizzles out. The third week can turn into something special or, you know, be teams that start maybe turning the page and thinking about the 2024 season already. So it's a huge week. We got some big time matchups. And we are keeping this one under one hour, folks. (laughs) A minute and a half in, and Bob is already making false promises. Um, But we will just continue forward and work through a lot of these. There were a lot, I would say, that I feel pretty confident about this week. But the ones that I don't feel confident about, I really don't feel confident about. So there's (laughs) not a lot of the in-between. Obviously, we had to make some in-between. But it is just going to be a very interesting week all the way around. As you mentioned, you know, some teams might start turning the page already after three weeks and looking ahead to next season. Um, And I actually have a a couple of good nuggets on that that I will bring out a little bit later in this episode. episode. So stay tuned. Hope you're hungry. That's really good because I'm starving. Haven't had my afternoon snack snack yet. So I think we're all pumped to... uh, Get some nugs. Your mama didn't make you your after school snack yet. I wish I wish my mama was here to make me a little <laughs> afternoon snack. But uh, unfortunately, we're adulting now, so uh, I'm gonna have to go to Target and get some groceries. Yeah, what's the classic, you know, Helen afternoon snack for for Babo? Well, she made me a lot of really large snacks. I don't know if everyone's heard about the story when I pooped my pants, pooped into my pants. But uh, she made me the classic. Vodka with meats with uh yeah the meat sauce vodka and, or sorry the the pasta with vodka sauce and meat sauce in it as well. Oh, yeah. Helen! But I was like, you talk too much. You're just gonna have some vodka tonight. Classic man. No wonder you pooped Helen. yourself. I no, pooped into my pants. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, big difference. But you yeah, pooter you, pooping yourself? What? Uh, well, it was a great episode, folks. Thanks for joining in. Uh, no, <laughs> kept it under an hour. <laughs> That was a really short one. Fans are going to be pumped. Yeah, she made me a lot of pastas. I know it's not a snack. She made me a lot of hot dogs. Uh, we had a lot of sweets, a lot of fruit roll-ups, a lot of gushers, a lot of chips ahoy. So honestly, like any classic late 2000s snack you can think of, we had it at Helen's house. And she, wow. she loved to make sure that I was uh, good and stuffed. So a lot of snacks. Wow. Yeah, you're, you're her growing babo. She had to feed you well. I don't know if you've ever called me Babo in our friendship, and you've done it twice in the last one minute. <laughs> I kind of like it. It's my new nickname for you. Babo. Okay. I, uh, I'll i take it. 
Well, because be she mad. calls you Bobo, she call, right? She calls me Bobo, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So it's my play on Bobo. Yeah, I would Bobo. feel a little weird calling you Bobo, so. Bobo is a little bit more like lovey-dovey, like motherly. So it would be kind of weird if you, who is way younger than me, was calling me Bobo, yeah. Yeah, it, it would be. That week difference really, you know, makes well, me hey, way younger. It's double-digit days, actually. For those <laughs> who don't know, it's 10 days. So that's uh, 240 hours, if my math is correct. Sorry, I, I was rounding up, or rounding yeah. down, I guess. <laughs> hey, we don't do that at Making Waves. Every point matters. Okay, all right. Sounds As good. As we know all too well from, from last week in uh, Confidence Pool. And speaking of Confidence Pool, should I jump right in and give the, uh, the Wave Riders an update from week two? Absolutely. I say go for it. How are we looking? So we're looking good. Unfortunately, I feel like the fans would know if we were uh, looking really good because uh, I feel like the tone would be a little bit more excitable. But after two weeks, and um, there are 27 teams. I don't know if I said that this last week. We are in third place. So oh. doing really good, and we're looking pretty strong for the overall end-of-the-season prize. We're definitely in that. Great, great. Week one, obviously, we talked about how we had a chance to win. Uh, week two, unfortunately, we did not going into the two games on Monday night. So without further ado, I will give the results. We finished for um, tied for seventh place, which isn't too shabby. Uh, we had 101 points, which honestly, we had a lot of weeks last season, if I remember correctly, where we had less than 100 points. So we're two for two with over 100 points, which I would say is a pretty good way to start the season. Yeah, uh, really good. Game, yeah, so we'll take that. Good uh, good start for the hooligans here in 2023. Uh, the games that we missed were Packers for five, which I know me and my co-host will always agree that we are fine missing the Packers for one point, 16 points. If they lose, we're happy. Agreed. So we missed them for five points, and I have in parentheses, love it. Uh, we missed the <laughs> Bengals for six. Joe Burrow, I don't know if he's Yikes. just running around, gallivanting around Cincinnati with all this new moolah, but oof, speaking of skid marks and poop in the pants for the Bengals from last week, I think it is still uh, ever-present in Cincinnati right now, so they got to figure it out. Oh, without a doubt. So that was six. Uh, so we missed five, six, and we missed seven as well. So those middle games, they're always tough, but we missed five, six, and seven. And we had Max Boys, uh, the Detroit Lions, for seven. That one hurt. That one hurt in more than just confidence pool. I can tell you that much. You weren't okay after that overtime loss? Were you, were you down? Can't say I was okay with that, especially considering it was, I felt like, fully within our control to win. Love Dan Campbell, great coach, really love what he's doing in Detroit. And I and I like his aggressive nature for the Lions at yep. times. I think there are times that you need to let that go and maybe bite the bullet on a punt, especially when you're in the, the opponent's territory there. And yeah. some of that didn't happen. And so just that and some turnovers really, really did us in. It's true. And, and yeah. I'm going into a full synopsis now of the Lions, but it's just because I'm I'm angry, but I'll save it for later. I think we're both angry with our respective teams. We'll definitely hit on that a little later. 
Yeah. Last question for you when we're talking about the Lions, though. What do you think the life of a, a punter on the Detroit Lions is like? Do you think it's just pretty easy, just kind of chilling? <laughs> it must be pretty easy because he didn't get called out on that field one time, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. He just chills, maybe eats, <laughs> speaking of snacks, maybe has some orange slices, some Kool-Aid on the sidelines. And just he probably chills. is. He's probably ordering hot dogs from the stands. Heck, they could throw him down a beer if they wanted to because that man it- is just sitting on that bench. He could just be boozing on the sidelines. So, yeah, the life of a punter in Detroit is not very, uh, we'd say, lively at the moment. But, yeah, I mean, hey, I can't speak because my team loses most weeks. So, everyone's due for a loss that they're not supposed to have. So, yeah, we had the Lions at seven. The one one big killer is we had the Chargers for 15. Chargers really screwed us. And they screwed us, I remember, a lot last year, too. Yes, them and the Broncos last year screwed us a lot. Thankfully, I think we're learning not to trust uh, Let's Ride in Denver. Oh, definitely. But Justin Herbert, we've been throwing him some shade. I know he listens to the show. He's a pretty quiet guy, so he doesn't reach out too, too often. But we've been throwing him some shade. I think it's pretty understandable why people would be doubting him. He's supposed to be a top-tier quarterback, and he is 0-2 right now. Uh, he hasn't gotten his payday yet, and he has zero playoff wins. So we had them at 15 against a very lifeless Titans team. They lost in overtime. That's another surprise 0-2 team, but um, losing your 15 is is tough to rebound from. So that was uh, that was brutal for the hooligans. And then we also lost a game where one of the two, I can't remember who, one of the two hosts was adamant about the Steelers, adamant that Tomlin doesn't lose during primetime, and I don't want to ruin anything, like I said, but she just said, let's go Browns. Uh, we went Browns for two, and we lost that one. So, overall. Well, I don't really want to hear it because I stand by this injury that I'm about to uh, announce. If that injury didn't happen, I don't know that we would have had the same outcome. Well, injuries happen in a contact sport. Unfortunately, it did. We'll chat about that here in a second when the injury queen hits us with the injuries. But yeah, that Monday night game would have made a difference. It was two points. I like to give my co-host a little bit of shiz. Whoa, explicit. You? But, uh, what? I know. Shocking, right? Uh, but all that to say, we are in third place. Uh, we're sitting at 188 points two weeks in, and we are 11 behind first place. And now that I'm saying that out loud, I said we got over 100 week one and two, and we got 101 this week, and we have 188 overall. So the math doesn't really math right now. If I'm the math being honest. ain't mathing, and I was gonna say I was shocked by that because I remember la- for week one, um, one of us and I won't again I won't name who, but she got like ninety seven points, and that was about ten points more than what we got together. So I I do vaguely remember that we were well under one hundred for week one. Got it. Well, I'm really glad that you you know messaged me or corrected me. Um, when I did that, but uh, <laughs> I was just going to let it go. Thank Nobody's you for, paying that much attention except for you. We have a lot of dedicated fans and I apologize oh, okay, for my okay. co-host. <laughs> we, we love you. And we know you're dedicated to making waves. We do. But without further ado, here we are at 11 minutes and I just finished the, uh, the confidence uh, synopsis. So let's uh, hand it over to the injury queen here. Okay. Sounds good. And, and shout out to you, Bob, on this one. Bob tracked all this down for me for the injuries for today's podcast because I was a little busy at work. I was just in a little bit of a little of a bind today. So Bob tracked all this down. So thank you, Bob. I appreciate that. You are so wow, welcome. Wow, how nice, Mac. Giving shouts out to your co-host. 
not dissing him, not bringing him down for losing two points. Just just giving like uplifting notes. Unbelievable. She gives me a quick shout out and then has to pat herself on the back for it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> All right. Looking ahead to the injuries for week three. Ooh, baby, baby. This is a long list here. We had a lot of injuries. As you said, it is a contact sport and injuries do happen. And there were a lot that happened in week two. So looking ahead, Odell Beckham Jr. left the game with an ankle injury, and he is questionable for this upcoming week for the Baltimore Ravens. Darnell Mooney of the Chicago Bears left the game with a knee injury, and he is questionable as well, or is he likely to miss a little bit of extra time? Uh, it seems like he might miss a game or two, but they have him as questionable, so I don't know what that means. Okay. But, uh, not Got it. Feeling, there's there's not like an extra big sad face here so I wasn't sure if that was more serious in your notes but I'm guessing it's just because he's a he's a bear he's one of my boys yep he's a bear (laughs) one of my boys unfortunately David Montgomery suffered a thigh injury and he will likely miss at least one game but could miss up to a couple of weeks Um, Anthony Richardson the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts is currently in concussion protocol he is a concussion person heading into week three. Do you remember that from last season? <laughs> totally forgot, but now that you say that, I absolutely remember the concussion. Oh, throwback. Devontae Adams, also a concussion person. And Jalen Waddle, also a concussion person. Wow, lots of concussions in week two. Unreal. Saquon Barkley, oh, this one hurts my fantasy team, leg injury, and he has been already ruled out for this week and could potentially miss some more time beyond that. Nick Chubb, another bad name for my uh, fantasy team, dislocated his knee. He is out for the rest of the season. He is going to undergo season-ending surgery. Joe Burrow, really big name on this list, talking about skid marks. They got extra now because Joe Burrow may miss this week's game due to his calf injury that's still been kind of bothering him. This is the same one, I imagine, that he suffered in the preseason. It's probably been lingering a little bit. Uh, Another one that I hate to see on the list, especially me, is C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who the Detroit Lions acquired from the Eagles in the offseason. Super excited about using him as a safety. He tore his pectoral muscle, and he is likely going to be out for the rest of the season. I'm pretty sure that's, that's a guarantee. It really is a big blow to the Lions defense. And then finally, a former Lion, Jamal Williams, suffered a thigh injury, and he will likely miss some time. So lots of big names on that list, and definitely some stuff that we need to take into consideration this week. Yes, no doubt. Uh, And man, a lot of running backs. Running back. Yeah. Just being being a running back in the NFL. uh, That's tough. They say that that's, uh, you know, a position that it'll pay a lot for and all that. I think it's a very difficult position to play especially on your body yep definitely uh tough to play Uh, you're getting hit every single time you get the ball unless you get a touchdown of course but uh (laughs) yeah they're not getting paid they're getting injured left and right it is not a fun time to be a running back in the nfl so no bueno no bueno at all So, yeah, I mean, obviously a lot of of stuff to consider. I will preface all of my confidence points for this week with the fact that anybody who is questionable on that list, I am assuming they are playing. 
However, if any of them, uh, I'm sure a lot of them will be game time decisions. And at that time, if some big names like Joe Burrow miss the game, I think it's very clear that we can go with our gut on that and make adjustments as needed. But as of right now, I'm just kind of assuming that everybody is going to play. Okay. I like that. I will do the same thing. Um, And then we'll obviously chat offline. We will keep track of the injuries. And if something happens, we will change our confidences accordingly. Okay. That sounds great. Excellent. Well, without without further ado, I feel like it may just be worth diving in here into the Thursday night game. And yes, I see a raised hand. I will call on who over here. Which, over here. Which student will I call on? Bobo. Oh, perfect. That's me. Thank you so much. Uh, I am very concerned because I know how much the fans love the Waffle House Challenge, and I I feel oh, like we need to goodness. update them on that. You're right. Great point. And I promise I actually forgot. I wasn't trying to skip over it because of anything mm-hmm. for me. I know. Likely mm-hmm. story. Likely. Um, but yes, if if you're following along the Waffle House Challenge, after last week, Bob and I had three games that we chose differently. And heading into last week, I was ahead by one game. And this past week, Bob got two correct, and I only got one. So as of right now, we are back to square one. It is zero, zero. We are all tied up. Nobody has a lead except for I will likely have a four game lead after this week because Bob and I have four. Spoiler alert. Jeez. (laughs) Bob and I have four games that we've chosen differently. So yeah, we're neck and neck. Sorry, don't mind me. I'm just dancing over here because I'm so excited. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> that you caught up by one game. Woo! Yep. <laughs> bow, bow, bow. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm glad you're excited. But it, it's it's nice to keep things interesting. It's going to be close. I'm telling you, I think it's going to come down to the wire. I think it's going to come down to week 17. It's going to be cold. It's going to be snowy. And one of us is going to have a lot of waffles to eat. So yeah, it's gonna uh, it's gonna be exciting. But sorry, I didn't want to interrupt. I just wanted to raise my hand and no, uh, no, I am glad that you you mentioned that. I need to start putting that on my list um, under the injuries so I don't forget. Yes, 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 yes. I know people love that. So yeah, no problem. But that with, with that with that update, um, now I think it's time to hop into Thursday night. Let's get in the time machine and zoom to tomorrow night. Okay, let's zoom to tomorrow night. The New York Giants are taking on the San Francisco. 49ers out in San Fran. And man, I I just don't really know what to say other than I think Brock Purdy is the real freaking deal. He's out there leading that Rams, or not that Rams team. He's out there leading that 49ers team to a win over the Rams and just win after win after win. This guy is calm, cool, and collected. He's got his head on right. He hasn't lost a game yet other than the one where he got hurt. Um, And, I mean, it's just unheard of. Last guy in the draft. I will forever love his story. I completely, clearly already shit the bed, excuse my French, on my my Super Bowl prediction because Cincinnati Bengals are poop, speaking of shit. And <laughs> oh my god, what is happening right now? <laughs> Potty mouth McGee over there. Jeez. And I, I would just like to make an amendment. I mean, 49ers, they're at least going, I think, to the NFC 
uh, what's NFC Championship. And I think yes. they have a really good chance at the Super Bowl. They're a solid team. I really enjoy watching them. Super fun. All that to say, they're going to win this week. I'm extremely confident they're going to win this week, especially because the Giants will potentially or will already for sure not have Saquon Barkley, their number one weapon, which is why I've chosen the San Francisco 49ers at 15. Okay, 15. Uh, do you have any apologies to shoot out to any family members or just going to say that and then continue uh, on? Eli, Amo, Ivy, baby girl. Hmm. Really sorry. Really, really sorry. It's just... It's trouble. It's trouble in paradise over there for the New York Giants. Unfortunately, I think that they are are going to lose tomorrow night. Okay, I like it how we talked to Ivy on this. Like she's listening, which she is. She's learning <laughs> she a is. lot. Of, she's learning a lot about the NFL through her aunt's voice um, here. But yes, just wanted to give you the chance to have that yes. forum to apologize to your. Obviously, uh, would love to see the Giants get some wins, get some dubs. Um, but it's just not going to happen. Not in San Francisco, not on Thursday night, not against this team that is just methodical in the way that they attack other teams offensively, defensively. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm extremely no. confident. I agree with you. I'm very confident as well. Not quite as confident. It was almost a ding, 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 ding to start off the week. Um, but we're one off. I have the 14 Niners huh? at 14. Giants, as you said, not going to dive in deep here because you've said everything I was going to say. Niners, I think, are the best team. Uh, there's three teams that could you could, I think, argue are the best in the NFC. Niners are definitely one of them. Giants yeah. just had to have an unbelievable comeback to beat, I think, the worst team in the NFL, the Cardinals. And they got absolutely just run over on Sunday Night Football against the Cowboys, lost by 40. So really bad start. Their best playmaker, like you said, is out. So, yeah, I got the Niners, and I got them winning very convincingly at 14. So um, sorry okay. to the uh, Colorado G-men on that one. All right. Sounds like a plan, Stan. Well, we will just roll right on through, roll over the Giants, and roll right into Sunday at 1 o'clock p.m., Tennessee Titans at Cleveland Browns. All right. We got Titans, we got Browns, and I don't want to spoil anything, but I believe this is game numero uno where we do not agree. This uh, is? This this is tough, and I have a feeling I know why you're going with the team that you're going with. And I think it has to do with a certain injury that you uh, just uh, went over here a couple minutes ago. But it does I? I don't know. I still don't believe in the Titans. Uh, I did watch the entirety of the Monday Night Browns versus Steelers game, and okay. Deshaun, I did not. I, yes. I saw more of the Chargers Titans game than the Browns Steelers game. So okay, that, could, that could be part of it. And I am very low on this. I hope you are as well so we can conv – oh, okay, she just gave me a face that she is not as she took a sip of her red Gatorade. But, yeah, I watched all of that <clears throat> working from home right now. My bedtime's a little later as well as being on central time zone, so I did stay up for both Monday night games. Okay. Excuse me. Let me uh, mute myself. I got a frog in my fr – okay, good. The Wave Riders are going to be happy that I didn't do that in their ear. But uh, – yeah, I think it's going to be a good game. It's in Cleveland, and the Browns did have a very impressive win in Cleveland to start the season against the Bengals. So that's point number one. Point number two is the Browns' defense actually looked incredible. Uh, they were all over Najee and Kenny all game, and the only reason they lost that game is because their offense 
Uh, there was a fumble uh, that TJ Watt picked up in the fourth that he returned for a touchdown to give them the lead and ultimately give them the win. Uh, but their defense played unbelievable. The Browns had, a, or the uh, Steelers had a pick six at the start of the game and they had a fumble recovery for a touchdown at the end of the game. So that was 14 out of their, I think, 26 points. Other than that, the Browns held them to basically nothing. Deshaun Watson, still a piece of crap. Uh, he also played like a piece of crap. But that defense is really, really good. The Titans offense is really not good. And that is why, ultimately, I have the the uh, the weight tilted a little bit in Cleveland's favor. And I have the Browns winning in Cleveland Sunday, 12 o'clock Central Standard Time at a confidence level of two. Okay. Confidence level of two. That sounds good. No, I mean, you make a lot of really good points. Obviously, you. like you said, uh, you know, you watched more of that Monday night game. I still go to bed pretty early, so I did not really watch that game. Um, I'm glad I didn't because I did not want to see that Nick Chubb injury. Yikes. That would that would not be fun to watch. That stuff just gives mm-hmm. me the heebie-jeebies. But yeah. I don't know. This kind of was a hard one for me. And the only reason I have it around mid-range is simply because, like I said before, the ones that I'm not super confident in, I'm not super confident in, but some of them had to get bumped. And the reason, the biggest reason is because of Nick Chubb. As of right now, I mean, they do have Jerome Ford in the backfield who did a great job standing in for the Cleveland Browns when Chubb went out. I think they'll have no problem there. The Titans do, however, have currently right now the number one ranked run defense in the NFL. Of course, it's only two weeks to go off of. Nom, 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 nom. But they did go against the Chargers. Granted, it was a Chargers team without Austin Eckler. And that's obviously something to consider. But um, I don't know. I just think that the Tennessee defense will be able to put enough pressure and shut down the run game. And when I think of the Cleveland Browns offensive weapons beyond Nick Chubb, who was their number one star, I, I mean, I can't really think of too many. I know they've got Elijah Moore as wide receiver, I'm they, like they do have Amari, Amari Cooper. Oh, okay, they do have Amari Cooper. You're right. So they do have some weapons. I don't know. I think that the offense is just going to take a bit of a step back without Nick Chubb moving things along. And, and if you can't get the run game going, it's really hard to put together a solid performance overall. I will agree with your point on the Cleveland Browns being at home. Obviously, we did see them beat up on the Bengals. They're notorious for beating up on the Bengals, though, and still not having a great season. And we've already clearly seen that the Bengals have some stuff they've got to figure out for themselves. So I didn't put too, too much weight into that. I ultimately just went with the teams that I've seen more um, for the Titans to beat the Chargers, who are an electric team on offense, who have a ton of offensive weapons that put the weight in the favor of the Tennessee Titans for me. And that is why I think that the Titans are going to win. And I kind of have them scary high at six. Jeez, oh, oh criminy. Jeez, oh criminy. Well, we will talk about this game offline, and I will do my best to convince you otherwise. Okay. I certainly would, at the very least, be willing to go lower. You made a ton of good points. Um, but like I said, there's just a lot that I'm not super confident in. So this one got bumped. Okay. Well, I feel like we'll be going Browns on this one, but we'll talk offline. Take care, Alabama. 
Sounds good. Uh, looking into the next game, I'm so excited that we agree why? on this one. Why does this happen? Why do you always get your? Why do you always end up with the Lions? How's this? Uh, I don't know. It's rigged. Guess it's just rigged. Oh my God! You have the Bears Chiefs too. This okay? Continue. No, I don't. This is so, you don't? Nope. Okay. You thank have goodness. the Bears. Sorry. <laughs> Amazing. Like I said, I have the Bears. Sorry about that. Don't worry. Easy, easy. <laughs> Let's not forget that you're the one that sent me this order. Oh, I do. Okay, you're right. Um, I did send this. Man, ESPN is really trying to screw me here, aren't they? <laughs> Anyways, looking at the next game, obviously, if it wasn't given away already, we have the Atlanta Falcons at Detroit Lions. And, man, I was talking all sorts of smack about Seattle last week. Welcome to Detroit, bitch, is what I said. I remember it vividly. I still meant it. Seattle's just been an absolute thorn in our side for the last few seasons, and they continue to show that this past week. We're not looking backwards, though. We're looking forwards. And the Lions are going to walk away with their first home W. They owe it to themselves. They owe it to the fans. It's going to happen this week against the Atlanta Falcons. I'm extremely confident in that. I know that this is one we agree on. And I just love seeing Bob, good old Bobo, Bobo, support my boys. We got Detroit Lions this week, and I personally put them at eight. Okay, that was much more subdued and realistic than I expected, which I appreciate coming off of a loss at home. Which, yes, uh, hey, many- a loss at home, I got I to gotta bring my boys down. I really do. I got to bring them down yep. a little bit. I can't, yep. can't be so hype. Riding the train, this is what gets them in trouble, is when there's like a lot of all of this hype. And the reality of the situation is the Seahawks are a solid team. They had a rough week one. It was an interdivisional rival. They're a solid team. Geno Smith said, oh, I'll, I'll write back all right. Signs it off. Signs his name and with a big old F you to the Lions. So thanks uh, a lot, Geno. Man, the, the Seahawks are getting a lot of good things from the Lions in the last year and a half. But the Lions aren't getting a lot of good things from the Seahawks. This is the second time Seattle's beaten Detroit and Detroit single-handedly got the Seahawks into the playoffs. So I yeah, don't know. And the there's... Seahawks single-handedly bumped us out. Yeah, by losing. That is in or by, by winning. By, that's they right. The they Rams. won. They won. Y'all won. Man. They won to bump us out. Then we won to bump them in. This seems a lot like a one-way friendship. It sounds like see, it's pretty man. parasitic, if you ask me. It seems a little parasitic. Gino came in first game in Detroit where all the season tickets have been sold out ever in Ford Field. And he said, I'm not going to write back. And he didn't. He had a good game. A lot of people are talking about Jared Goff, almost like approaching the most pass attempts without an interception in NFL history. He had a very, very costly pick six that I did see. And Mac, I would love to get your take. What do you think about the current NFL overtime rules? Do you... I don't them. like them. I don't like them at all. The fact that in in that that's frustrating too because I know there's been a lot of talk about changing them. And they yes. they had they have changed it now in the playoffs, but Correct. why not why wouldn't you change that in the regular season then too? Regular season games and standings matter equally as much or if not more because you need to like earn your way in. Correct. So yeah, I clearly don't like them. 
if it's any indication, if you didn't have a chance to watch the game, the game did go into overtime. The Seahawks won the coin flip, got the ball first, and we never got the ball again. Because if you score first, you don't. the other team doesn't even get a chance. I don't like that rule. I mean, I think that the league has progressed so much where the odds of scoring a touchdown on a drive is probably a lot higher than it was whenever this rule was created. I mean, there's... There are incredible guys that play in the NFL now and not saying there wasn't back back then, but you know what I mean? I just feel like there's got to be some changes with the times. I would have to agree. And something's got to give. And I'm sure Seattle loves the overtime rules right now. And I know for a fact that Detroit and portions of North Carolina, obviously do not like the uh, overtime rules. Does did Nick enjoy um, your your wonderful wife? Did she enjoy that the game ended a little quicker and you got to go to the apple orchard or the, the she, park? Or- she didn't, actually. She watched it with me the whole way. And I would say that she was equally as devastated. Um, we were There were a lot of hooting and hollering and jumping around and cheering when good things would happen. And Great. the minute they scored that touchdown, it was some somebody just sucked all the air out of the room and both of us felt it. I don't want to talk about your personal affairs and, and things that are going on in your at your home life, but can I talk about the snap that Nick sent when you were leaving? <laughs> just because I thought it was so funny. And I'd love to just tell our viewers, please. Uh, yeah, please. I don't I don't know what snap. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm in a, a Snapchat group with Mac, her wife, a couple others. Uh, it's called Best Friends because we're all best friends. And uh, Nick sent a snap in the Best Friends group chat about an hour after the early window games ended. So I figured it would be something – Showing Mac depressed or sad or something. And it was a picture. Uh, it was really funny. It was a picture of you. What was, <laughs> it was it? It was a picture of you two in the car with Summit in the middle. Summit is the Dalgo, the best Dalgo in the world. And it said, washed off the, the bad vibes, heading to, I don't know where you were heading. But it was a oh. picture of Nick smiling, Summit in the middle, and you were in the background. And you still <laughs> didn't look like the bad vibes were washed off. And you were given like a half, a half uh, attempted smile. And it reminds me a lot of the picture of all of us at Soldier Field after the Lions Bears game where I was smiling, but you could see into the soul that was not happy. So I was oh, sitting yeah. there. Were, that was not a smile. Oh, uh, so it was really funny. So I was sitting there really sad about the Bears game. And I, I got a little giggle out of that seeing you with the, uh, in parentheses, bad vibe showered off to uh, enjoy oh, the rest yeah. of the day. Yeah, yeah, we did. We went for a long family walk that night and had to had to try and get rid of the bad vibes, but apparently, apparently, they were still seeping through. I could see them; they they seeped through a little bit, but I, I appreciated the attempt to still enjoy the rest of your Sunday. But uh, all that to say, that was a nice little seven minute um, offer talking about that. But I had to bring it up. But that's that's fine. All that to I say, I agree. I agree okay. that your boys are going to win. Um, Falcons did have an impressive win on Sunday. Lions are at home. There's a couple injuries for the Lions, but every team gets banged up. You have a really good backup running back. Your defense is still pretty solid. So I'm not as confident as you. Surprise, surprise. But I had the Lions winning at five. So we got five and eight. Okay. Not too far off there. Yes. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. All right. Well, we will push forward to the New Orleans Saints at Green Bay Packers. Yes, um, this is another game right off the bat that we do not agree on. Surprise, surprise with one of the two teams. So one of us has Packers, gasp. But 
Yes, I was not happy to do it, but 2023, the hooligans, pick them. This is all about following your brain, and my brain is telling me that a team that we both love to hate is going to come out on top, and I'm going to tell you a couple reasons why. Yes, they me. did just lose to the Falcons, which, love it. That was the one saving grace of the first set of games that the Packers lost. True. But... Yeah, so this is in Green Bay. This is reason number one. It's the first home game for the Packers of the season. I've never been to Lambeau, but just based off what I've seen, what I've heard, that is one of the most dedicated and rambunctious fan bases in the entire NFL. They eat, sleep, live, breathe, bleed. They're green um, for the Packers. They love their home team. So I think having them with their first home game of the season – uh, is a huge, huge uh, advantage for them. Number two, uh, I think their defense is one of the best in the NFL. I hate to say it. I know there's nothing impressive about the Bears right now, but they shut down the Bears and then they shut down the Falcons. You're probably saying, oh, Bears and Falcons, not too impressive, but their defenses look really, really good the first two weeks. Uh, and number three, as Mac alluded to, wow, alluded, great word. We've never heard that one on the podcast before. Jamal Williams is a little banged up. And you know, they just played on Monday night. Yes, they're 2-0, and and Carr has had an awesome start to the season. I'm still not totally convinced that the Saints are uh, not just winning based off of the easy schedule they've had with beating the Panthers. And uh, who else did they beat week one? They beat the Panthers? Uh, the Titans. Oh, okay. That actually is a pretty solid win. Uh, but all that to say, I think it's going to be a very tight game. Uh, I think it could go either way. So that's why I had the freaking team in Green Bay. I don't want to say their name. I had them winning with a confidence level of one. Okay. Can I ask, so you said that um, the Saints you think is more so for, have been winning 2-0 and because of their easy schedule. Don't you think that the Packers have had a pretty easy schedule so far? What and do you mean I know, by- I'm not meaning to this to be a trick question because I know they played your boys for one of the games. But between your boys and the Falcons, I don't really know that the Packers have had like a true test of their ability yet. I like how you said that as nice as you possibly could have. I'm not being sarcastic. You said you said you said besides your boys and the Falcons, not sure if they've had a true test, aka the two games they've had. (laughs) No, you make a very valid point. (laughs) They have some may say a very easy start to their season schedule wise, and they are sitting at one and one. So I will give you that. Okay. So I guess the the reason I bring that up is because that was kind of my point. Like, I will say, yes, it is in Green Bay. Of course, as you mentioned, this is their first home game. For me, though, the Saints are absolutely the hardest team that they've played thus far, specifically the Saints defense, which I think, I'm sorry, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to dig at your boys or I'm not trying to dig at the Falcons. I really am not. I really am not. I swear. I'll save that for the the Bears Chiefs game. (laughs) I can't freaking wait. But no, I just feel like this is the going to be the biggest test. And unfortunately, they proved to me last week that like eh, they might not be up for it, which I think is kind of what we anticipated anyways, right? Like Jordan Love taking over for the Packers. People are all excited about it when they beat the Bears. Interdivisional games are always weird. And you just didn't – you don't know what's going to happen week to week. And then they just lost to the Falcons. So it just is interesting to see. I think ultimately this is the biggest team – that or the the hardest team that they have come across thus far it will be a true test in my opinion for Jordan Love and just touching on the defense uh, a little nugget for you here 
the Saints, I think, have a, have a much better defense. Um, they have only allowed 277 yards thus far total um, in the past in the first two games. So that's run, that's pass, that's everything. Um, whereas you, the Packers have allowed uh, almost 400 yards total, so almost double. Wait, and so I just what's sorry, that? they've both allowed less than 400 yards in the first two games combined. Correct. What the hell? Correct. Yes, but the Packers have have allowed 393 and the Saints have only allowed 277. And against the Titans, that's, I I feel like the Titans are at least decent enough where that's a big statement. I mean, Carolina, yes, I understand that's a bit of a weaker, weaker team to take on, but ultimately I think it is going to come down to defense to this. I think the Saints are going to be an unwarm welcome for Jordan Love. and, And that's why I went with the Saints and I went with them at five. Oh, okay. Okay. Five and one. That's a six point for my mathematicians out there. A six point difference. One and the Titans and the Brown the Titans Browns game, I think what was that? Like seven or eight point difference? Yes. Yeah. So we've got some Yikes. big yeah, an eight point difference and a six point difference. Folks, we got a lot to talk about offline. We do. We got a lot to talk about, but we will save it for offline and we will move ahead to the next game. Denver Broncos at Miami Dolphins. And I won't take up too much time on this one, but I will finally feed everybody. Their their stomachs are grumbling. They're ready for their afternoon snack. They want the nugs. And here comes the biggest nug of all. Give us the nuggets. The nuggets. And this is bad news for some teams. And I will say one of them here is who I'm talking about. So I said the Denver Broncos at Miami Dolphins for this next game. Denver Broncos are on a short list or a list of, you said, nine teams that have yet to win a game. Broncos, Patriots, Texans, Chargers, Vikings, Panthers, Cardinals, Bears, Bengals, 0-2. This is bad news for you guys. And I'm sorry I'm saying you guys because you're on this list. Yeah, why were you smiling at the end when you said Bears? That was kind of disrespectful, (laughs) but continue. Since the expansion of the NFL's seven-team playoff rules, where seven teams get into the playoffs on each side, this was done in 2020 due to COVID and some changes in some games. Since the expansion of that, only one team has overcome an 0-2 start to make it to the playoffs. That one team was the Cincinnati Bengals. Don't think it's going to be the Broncos. Don't think it's going to be the Patriots. Don't think it's going to be the Texans. Maybe the Chargers, maybe the Vikings. Don't think it's going to be the Panthers. Sorry, Cardinals. Maybe the Bengals. Sorry, Bears. You're sick. (laughs) You're a sicko. (laughs) With that being said, though, heading into this week, no team has ever overcome an 0-3 start in that structure. And in fact, even in previous structures, hasn't been done since 1998. Eat them nuggets. I take that nugget and I spit it out. (laughs) Wait, where the hell did you have the time to look that up? I thought you were so busy today. That was like the longest nugget of all time. That's what I was doing. That's what I was doing all day today. That was your work. I was going to say, you don't have a job. Your job is making waves. I was confused all day. Oh, man. No, that was just one that was really catching my eye of like, oh man, there's, there's a lot of teams off to a bad start here. Do any of them have a shot anymore? Not really. 
okay, well, there goes nine of our biggest markets. And listeners, they don't they don't have any reason, apparently. Maybe Cincinnati, because they've already done it once, but... Cincinnati's done it once. I, 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 I'm just saying, the reason I am throwing this out here is because I'm pretty sure the Denver Broncos are going to go 0-3 this weekend. The reason I throw that out is because 0-3 start, making it into the playoffs, is nearly impossible at this point. So your boys better come up with a miracle against the Kansas City Chiefs this week. I don't weekend. think we're going to have that kind of rabbit in the hat this weekend. Wait, that's actually a crazy nugget. I never knew that. Kudos to you. That's Thank Other you. than my Mike Tomlin nugget that I came up with earlier this season. Oh, my gosh. That might be the best nugget we've had in year three. That was awesome. And that corroborates with our date three is really good or really bad. It's important. It does. Week three, if you haven't – Won a game yet? It's vital. It sounds like if you want to make a playoff push, it I is. would love to know the uh, the numbers on a team that starts three and zero, the percentages that they make the playoffs because strong starts are equally as important. So Absolutely. kudos to you, great nugget. I'll tell you Sorry, what, I'll spend this next week focused completely on those percentages for three and zero teams. Okay, and I'll get back to you next week with a new nugget. Okay. Please so do. come with your ranch, come with your ketchup, come with whatever condiments you like to dip your nuggets <laughs> in, <laughs> buffalo sauce, because yeah, I'll spicy. have it. Too spicy. Uh, but, okay, sorry, did you say your confidence for the, the soon-to-be three no, no I didn't. Dolphins? Sorry, all sorry. that to say, the Broncos are starting 0-3 this weekend. They're playing the Miami Dolphins. They're in Miami. Miami is an electric team. I am not worried about them. I've got the Dolphins at 13. Ding, 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 ding. Wait, what Ooh. was it again? I just got it wrong, the beat. What was it? Oh, Ding, 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 that. There it is. Yeah, thank you. Ding, 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 ding. I'm going to save a lot of time because we are uh, scarily high already. I also <laughs> got the Dolphins at 13. Shocking. It, they have had an unbelievable start to season, winning in New England and winning in L.A. against the Chargers. Tua looks healthy. He looks good. Um, Tyreek Hill looks incredible. That defense is looking awesome. I got the Dolphins winning at home at 13 as well. Look at that. All right. Sounds like a plan. Speaking of that nugget, 0-3 start. It's not good. And one of these next two teams is going to be at an 0-3 start this week. Los Angeles Chargers at Minnesota Vikings. Well, unless they tie. But I'm thinking it's going to be one way or the other. And this is a tough one. Hit me with it. This is a very tough one. And both of these teams were playoff teams last year. So one will go from the playoffs to... At the very best, 0-2-1, most likely 0-3 like Max because ties do not happen very often. And we don't like ties. Uh, my dad used to say, a tie is like kissing your sister. Nobody wins. So, anyways, on that note, we got Chargers. We got them going to Minnesota. And I think this is another game <laughs> where me and you have different already. I think this is game is. number three. This is game in- number three. The first window. So, Waffle House Challenge, we might look back and say week three – that's where it was won. That's where it was lost. Yeah. I don't like waffles enough to eat 24 of them. So I hope it was won by me. But I got the Chargers. I have them going into Minnesota. I have not been impressed with the Chargers, but I've really been unimpressed by the Vikings. And we hit on it a little Fair. bit last week. They were so good in winning those close one possession games. I think it was kind of a little bit of smoke and mirror situation for them last season. And then they promptly lost to the Giants in week one of the playoffs at home. They won 13 games last year, yes, but all of them were one score. They're not beating teams like a drum. They're not blowing teams out. They lost a lot of – sorry, Mac just sneezed, and it just shook the entire camera. That kind of of, uh, got in my head a little bit. But 
I I just don't think that the Vikings can keep up these close wins. And as we've seen the first two weeks, they've had two one-possession losses. Chargers, on the other hand, lost a really close game to the Dolphins, and then they lost an overtime game to the uh, Titans last, last week. So something's got to give, and I think Chargers most likely having Eckler back. Uh, Herbert being a better quarterback than Cousins, in my opinion. The Chargers having better weapons. Yes, the Vikings have the best wide receiver in the game. But the Chargers have Keenan Allen. They have Mike Williams. They have um, solid options for Herbert. I just think the Chargers have a little bit more fire firepower. I think their defense is a little better. I think the Vikings are going to hit that scary 0-3 mark. So I got the Chargers winning at a confidence level of 4 Four. Oh, wow. Okay, so this is another pretty far apart one that we have. Oh, God. This actually for me, so I'll just bury, I won't uh, bury the lead here, and I'll just say this is my lowest confidence game. I have this oh. one at one. Okay. And I do actually have the Vikings. And to me, this one is extremely 50-50. This is a coin flip. This in is no doubt in my mind likely going to come down to a one-possession game. Whoever has the ball last likely is going to win this game. Mm-hmm. So those kinds of games, it's really hard to predict, but here we are giving it a try. And the reason I went with the Vikings beyond just them being at home, which I do think gives them a slight edge. They don't have to travel ahead of time. They don't have to deal with, you know, being away from home, all of those different changes in their training facilities, all those different things. So that gives them maybe a slight edge there. And then also the reason is because I know you mentioned um, all the weapons that the Chargers have on offense, which, yes, I believe that they do have more firepower. Obviously, the Vikings have a really good one-two punch in Hawkinson and Jefferson. They've got some young guys on the team. But their defense has actually been surprising me a little bit in terms of what they've been able to do to contain their opponents. Last week, uh, they played the Eagles, who, as we all know, are an extremely powerful team on offense, on defense. Kirk was able to still put up 28 points on that Eagles defense, which is extremely well known for getting after the quarterback. I think that bodes well for them. It's a great sign uh, for what's to come against Bosa and the Chargers. But also their defense has actually been surprising me as well. I was the first to kind of harp on them where they've got really young secondary I do think this is going to be a shootout. I think both the Chargers and the Vikings have not the best secondary. I think this is going to be likely the highest scoring game of the week, in my opinion. But the Vikings D has surprised me. They have only allowed 349 yards thus far in the first two games against Tampa Bay and the Eagles. Ultimately, to me, that's better. Again, the Chargers have let up about 100 yards more. Um, in the past two games, they were playing the Dolphins and the, and the Titans. So that that needs to be considered as well. But the Vikings have surprised me on their defense. And I think if they can keep that up, it'll give Kirk enough time to manage his way to a win. And that's why I have the Vikings at one. Okay. Vikings at one. Also, by the way, we are stuffed. No more nuggets. Holy crap. You have a freaking pillowcase of nuggets hey, over there today. I Jeez. had to come prepared for these games that we chose differently. Couldn't do the injuries, but has about a million nuggets. My gosh, this is unbelievable. Lucky for me, the ESPN app really helps a lot by giving a lot of stats. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> That's our main competitor. Making waves and ESPN oh, are like this shoot, right now. Oh, shoot, you're right. We are neck and neck with them constantly. 
No, great nuggets, and you made a lot I of good points. I meant to say the I'm, Making Waves app. Thank you. Which, by the way, download on your Android or Apple Store. Uh, we are available as of right now. As like of fifty-one we, minutes and five seconds. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh, we got some work to do tonight with some uh, with some uh, making of apps. But <laughs> all jokes aside. You made some good points, and I am going to have to keep those in mind as we discuss who we're going to go with in that game. So, all right. Well said. Please do. Please do. All right. Well, we will look ahead to New England Patriots at New York Jets. Um, this was another kind of tough one for me simply because the Jets do have a solid defense. I know, obviously, with Zach Wilson under the helm uh, or at the helm under center is what I was trying to say. Not under the helm. I don't think that's a saying. Uh, it is now. <laughs> it is now. With with Zach Wilson under the helm, obviously their offense has a lot of work they need to do, but their defense is still extremely solid. And Mac Jones worries me a little bit sometimes on that offense. I don't know. The Patriots really haven't been showing up in a lot of ways. But I will say that that New York Jets O-line is not going to be enough for shouts out Grand Valley. Matthew Judon, he's been a great force on the Patriots defense. I think he's going to be able to get in, get in there, get after Zach Wilson, make him make some mistakes. Uh, I think Zach Wilson has already had like four interceptions in two games, so it's not he's looking out. pretty for him. Uh, I think they're going to have some trouble there. So ultimately, I did go with the Patriots. I kept them low, though, because you never know. Defense really does make a big difference. And the Jets, I would say, overall, probably have a better defense than the Patriots. And I kept them at three. Oh, okay. Much lower than me. Ooh, okay. I just think Zach Wilson's the freaking worst. I don't care what anybody says. I legitimately... Is Zach Wilson the new Aaron Rodgers for us? Yes. I legitimately... He might be one of my lead, and I know he has no off the field issues that we know of. So, like, yeah, there's people that have done a lot of bad things that, like, obviously we 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 dislike for those obvious reasons. But in terms of just like stature and football skills and like how he holds himself on the sidelines, I think he is my least favorite, or if if not the least, one of the top five least favorite players in the NFL. I just don't like the guy. I feel like he thinks he's too cool for school and he's got no reason to act that way because he stinks. And man, oh my gosh, sorry, New York Jets. Sorry, Zach, but sorry, not sorry, bish. Uh, Would you rather have them have Aaron Rodgers on the field? I didn't mind. I didn't have anything against him. I was kind of excited to not hate the guy for a year and see what he could do. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I would much rather have them have Aaron Rodgers on the field. Honestly, that's my answer too. I just was curious. Yeah. No, valid question. But I just think Zach Wilson stinks. I don't think he could beat anyone. I just think Josh Allen having the worst game of his career and the defense playing so great. And the special teams, obviously, with the punt return is the only reason they won that first game. They're in trouble. Uh, Bill Belichick is a freaking magician on the sidelines. They almost found a way to beat the Eagles week one. And on Sunday True. night, they almost found a way to beat the Dolphins. They lost by one possession in both. So, yeah, this is in New York. But Belichick owns the Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson doesn't own anybody. So I got the Patriots <laughs> and Matt Judon. Wake her up, baby! Going into New York, and I have them winning at a confidence of eight. And I almost put it higher than that, too. So Wow. Okay. I am surprised by that. Just, I really don't like Zach. Sorry. I, I get that. I get that. I mean, I definitely think he has some issues, but their defense is still scary. Their defense is still Jones, scary. Mac Jones ain't it either. 
Let's be Mac, real. Mac Jones ain't it, but his name is Mac, so that should give him something, right? Yeah, I mean, that's great, but... Yeah, no, I, 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 I leave my argument at the fact that his name is Mac. So oh. there you go. <laughs> Period. End of story. We're going. Period. We're going Patriots at eight. <laughs> and now we've got nine games with five minutes. So we we got this. We got perfect. This. Okay, here we go. This one I think is going to be pretty easy. Here, the yep. Buffalo Bills at Washington Commanders. Hit us with it. And who would have thunk if we would have said this game week three, one team's going to be two and zero? Oh, who's it going to be? I don't think many people would have thought the Washington Commanders. But here we are. They are 2-0, and and they will be 3-0 and at the end of this game. Not. What? Not. Commanders, great start to the season. It's a fun story. They've won a couple games that people are like, oh, they might not have you know, been able to win these games. They found a way to, uh, to uh, end up on top week one and two. Bills are figuring it out. Josh Allen had a huge bounce back week against the Raiders in week two. Yeah, this game's in Washington, but the Bills are still a Super Bowl contender for a reason. The commanders still don't have a household QB option uh, under the helm. So <laughs> I've got the Patriots, or sorry, I got the Bills. Oh, I, I would have the Patriots beating the commanders He's as well. rattled, folks. He's rattled. But I got the Bills beating the commanders. I got them beating them pretty handedly. And I have them at double digits uh, at 11. Okay. Uh, I actually have them a little higher than you, but I also have the Bills, so I will not expand on that anymore, and I will just say that I have them at 14. But why? Um, Because I wanted to add three points to yours. Okay, that's a great answer, and Mm -hmm. let's move along. Okay, perfect. Boom. Uh, Next game here is the Houston Texans at Jacksonville Jaguars, or the Jacksonville Jays. Thank you. And we have, I think, another fairly easy assessment in this one. Obviously, it's the NFL. Anything could happen. But going off of our gut, uh, I'm going with the Jags here. I think that they're going to be able to win this game at home. The Jags are, you know, finding their rhythm under Doug Peterson as their head coach last year and this year. Um, obviously, they made a made a stamp in the playoffs last year, taking out the Chargers, and I think they're continuing it this year. I know they, they lost to the Chiefs, but they made it a fight. They made it a good game, and I still think they have got a lot of things going for them, specifically uh, with the addition of Calvin Ridley in this offseason. So Jags, I think, are going to take this both sides of the ball, no problem, and I've got them at 12. Excellent. Well said. Um, I also have double digits. I'm a little less confident than you, but as you said, I am not going to expound because we are both in agreement on this one. Jags, good. Texans, not. CJ Stroud's had a tough start to his career. I'm looking like a real dodo head for saying the Texans were going to finish second in that division a couple weeks ago. It's okay. I said the Bengals were going to the Super Bowl, so. <laughs> you did say that. Sorry, Cincinnati. It's not looking great. Don't go 0-3. Big nuggets. Yeah, I got the Jags winning this game. Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. Um, And yeah, I mean, other than Nico Collins, Texans don't have many bright spots right now. So yeah, I have the, uh, the Jags winning at home and I got them at 10. All righty. So still double digits. That's good to hear that we're not too far off. I'm hoping that continues in this final game of the 1 PM slate, the Indianapolis Colts at Baltimore Ravens. All right, another game I'm unbelievably confident in. So we're just hemming, we're hawing, we're going left, we're going right, easy peasy. 
Ravens had a really nice game against the Bengals, their number one rival. Uh, Steelers are still a huge rivalry, but the Bengals are obviously the bigger threat, or at least we thought, in the AFC North. Lamar had a great bounce back game. Other than the Odell injury, which, sorry, Odell, he hasn't been super effective to start the season anyways. Uh, their backup running back since losing J.K. Dobbins looked awesome. Um, and the Colts did have a feel-good win. But Richardson, as Mac alluded to, <gasps> great word. He left with concussion symptoms. Was it? Yes, it was. He yes. had two. He had two. Mac was just shaking her head. I'm shaking at my me. head because you said that's the second time now you've said alluded to. <gasps> Great word. I know. That's just my new. That's my new spiel. Every time I say it, I got him. I got new, make, like, new spiel. Oh yeah, alluded hasn't entered <laughs> the chat not at all, new, my friend. That is, they haven't entered the chat at all the last three years. But yeah, if if Anthony Richardson seriously injured, which concussion is no joke. Max had them. I've had them. They're not fun. He might not play. Even if he does, this is in Baltimore. Edgar Allen Poe. Uh, so I think the Ravens are going to win. And I've got them. So much shaking in the head going on right now. I got them winning. Almost my most confident. I have them at 15. Oh, wow. Okay. I also think the Ravens are going to win. I have them a good bit lower than you. Again, I was assuming that everybody who is questionable was going to play. So this is assuming Anthony Richardson plays. I think he's done a pretty good job in Indianapolis. And I think that we were extremely hard on the Colts to head into this season. I think they've done better than anybody anticipated. I do still think it's going to be the Ravens. I do still have them at double digits. I have them at 10. Um, But this was just assuming that he plays – and I feel like the Colts actually have, have been putting a string of some some good play together. So that's why they I have. There. And they've definitely been uh, surprising some people, uh, especially my co-host who said that the Texans were going to get second in that division. So without further ado, <laughs> we head into the afternoon window of games. And we're we going to do. Do we're gonna do a little switcheroo here. Mac, do you uh, mind giving our viewers the first ad of the day? Switcheroos are not allowed. Switcheroos oh. are not allowed. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, it's it's, it's in currently the happening. Um, making waves bylaws that switcheroos are not allowed, and that co-host Bobo must uh, always give the first advertisement. Well, I didn't see that in the bylaws. I also ripped it up right when I saw it. So <laughs> I think you're gonna have to uh, give us our first ad uh, here. Okay. Well, don't you worry. Yours is coming, so you better get prepared. No, it's not. But my. Making Waves advertisement for week three of the NFL is brought to you by Gatorade. It's Gatorade. Don't hate-a-raid. Take a slip and you'll slay the day. Put it in your cup. Fill it up. Gatorade. (laughs) Oh my god. And I officially have a career in rapping. <laughs> Why did you just rap that? Because you I'm, always. I'm trying to get away from my 50s jingle. I'm really switching up my um, my, oh my, my shtick here. You didn't just get away from it. You literally went 180 degrees from a 50s jingle to a rap. Oh, but did you just also rhyme Haterade with Gatorade? Uh, yes, and I said in Slay the Day. <laughs> you did say Slay the Day. That was pretty awesome. And then you finish with the gulp, gulp, gulp. That was that was uh, 
that was unexpected. That definitely went a different direction than uh, I, I thought it would. But hey, we uh, we're here for it. Oh, man. But this is what happens. Different direction. When you switch things up, I'm off my game. I can't get my 50s jingle, so I just rap. Well, I, I still liked it, and I've gotten many uh, comments and texts from people saying that your ads are way better than mine. So we'll see if I can uh, I jump you, but that was that was a pretty strong start. I liked it. That was, okay. a, that was a very good rap. You better start brainstorming, and I'll give you some time to do that as we look into the Sunday afternoon slate. 4.05 p.m., the Carolina Panthers at Seattle Seahawks. As we've already mentioned, the Seahawks are a bit of a thorn in the hmm. Lions' side. Uh, one last week. I think they're unfortunately going to win again this week. Going to go two and one. They are playing at home. Carolina is just struggling to get started. Bryce Young, number one overall pick. You're very happy to hear that they are not doing too good over here in my home state, North Carolina. Um, I know they're one and one, but still just just struggling a bit with Bryce Young here. And I think the Seahawks are going to have no problem welcoming them to the very loud stadium of Lumen Field. So I've got Seahawks at seven. Okay. Also, sorry to the fans. I know we say okay every time when our uh, our other host says the score, but it's hard to not. I'd like to see you try this, okay? <laughs> uh, I agree. Panthers, they're losing a lot right now. It's looking like my boys might have two top five picks, so that's one thing that's going for me and Chicago Bears fans, the only thing that's going for us right now. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Seahawks had a bad week one. They bounced back in a really, really uh, surprising way in Detroit. And man, they're just they're just beating up on all of your your teams. Your first home state, your current home state. Do they have a, a personal vendetta against you? Or what's going on here? Apparently, I don't know why. I I went out and I spent a summer in Seattle, just yeah. doing good, working for FEMA out there, trying to do good in the world. In Seattle, maybe they're mad at me that I left. But yeah. I couldn't leave the wife behind. Gotta gotta come home. Couldn't leave the wife behind. And did they win when you were there, the one game that you went to in Seattle? I saw them play against the Bengals and the Joe Burrow list Bengals. And I do believe they won when I was at that game. Well, we need to figure out why they hate you so much and why you're on their shiz list, because they are. All that to say, I agree they're going to win. I got them at nine. So we got seven and nine. Pretty uh, pretty similar there. Perfect. Okay. Well, I hate to bring up this next game, but we got to do it. It's, again, in the bylaws, even though you ripped them up. We got to go through every game. No. We have the Chicago Bears at Kansas City Chiefs. And this is your game. I won't add too much Promise. salt to the wound, but go Promise. ahead. Promise. Okay. We're going to hold you to that. Us. Me and the fans as us. Okay. Yeah, I'm not really happy with anything about the Bears right now. There's been a lot of stuff that's also come out today that I would prefer not to talk about. Uh, but it's just... It's not, just I'm not going to press. I'm not going to push. You. I'm not going to pry. I'm not going to press on it. Everybody that listens to this podcast um, knows what I'm referring to at this point for sure. By the time this comes out, there's been a lot of really, really disturbing and bad things coming out of the Bears what, what's the word I'm looking for? The Bears? Headquarters or corporate offices. And, there we go. Thank or you. Or staff, Perfect. you know. Yes. So a lot, a lot of bad things. On and the on field the, staff. Yeah, on the field staff, really, really bad, disturbing things. Uh, but then putting that aside, the field play has just been horrendous. As a, as a diehard Bears fan, it's just been hard to watch. They get your hopes up, and then they just really 
drive them into the ground. So I'm in a bad place right now as a Bears fan. A lot of my friends are letting me know it. And yeah, it's tough to uh, cheer for this team because the on-field product is just it's just really bad and uh, no better time to go into Kansas city and play the chiefs to try to avoid that, that uh, just dreaded zero and three start. So unfortunately we're not going to win this game. I'm a pretty, pretty optimistic guy. I think everybody that listens to this podcast knows that sometimes I'm a little too optimistic, but maybe for us, Mac and the hooligans, this is the best thing that could happen is <clears throat> the bears just really show their, their true colors right off the bat. And now I, they force me to be realistic here and they force me to come down to earth a little bit. We're not making the playoffs. We're not winning 11 games and we're realistically going to have a top five pick again. So all that to say enough wow. of uh, enough tear tear shower over here for me. Um, and not to mention that the chiefs have the power of Taylor Swift now as well. Apparently I'm sure Matt <laughs> will talk about that, but uh yeah, Chiefs are going to win. Um, this probably could have been a lot higher, but I am still a diehard Bears fan, so I have them winning at 12. Oh, okay. I was nicer to your boys than you were. Oh. I will say I, I definitely lowered my confidence simply out of respect for you. It's hard. I know it more than anybody that when you your team is losing, uh, it's not great to continue getting kicked when you're down. So that's tough, and I was trying to be respectful. I do I have the Chiefs. That. I won't add anything further to the field play or, or any of the stuff about the actual game. Um, I have them at 11, but I am curious your take on the rumors that Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are dating. Well, that's a great question. I think it's fascinating. I think that everything think I've real? read earlier on in the week, I was going to say no. What I sent you on Instagram today with his brother, Jason saying he thinks it's 100% true has me thinking a little bit. I still think it's a lie, but I'm starting to become a little bit of a believer. I'd love to, more importantly, hear one of the super, super fans over here, a true Swifty through and through. What is your take and how does it make you feel? You know, I, I do also, yeah, I do believe I am a true Swifty. I, first off the bat, I, I really like Travis Kelsey. I think he's really good tight end. Obviously, the best tight end in the league. Yep. Great for the Chiefs. They're, they're phenomenal. All of that. All that to say, though, she's too good for him. Let's just be real. Let's just be blunt. T-Swift, T-Swift is too good for him. I'm going to be honest, in my opinion. So, I don't know. I, I don't know that I'm buying it yet. Are they texting, talking, maybe? I know there was that whole thing. He went to her show, and they, they chatted about, or he, like, gave her a hard time because he was trying to give her a bracelet with his number on it, but she doesn't talk to fans after the show because she's resting her voice. Since then, it's kind of been swirled into all this other stuff. So maybe are they actually texting and stuff? Maybe. Um, do I think it's going to be, like, a legitimate relationship? No, I, I really don't. So my last question, because we are gasp a little over time already. Do you think anybody's good enough for, for Miss Taylor Swift? No. Is there any, is there any, <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. I was, I had a feeling that you uh, might say that. No, okay. no, I don't. <laughs> that makes a little bit more sense. That should make Travis feel a little better. What if all of a sudden you found out that your co-host and best friend was 
was in cahoots and chatting with oh with i'd support that so okay right. yeah there is you <laughs> okay amazing because i could obviously and the only reason that's the case is because i could give you the inside track you could become of really course. good friends with you know your one of your idols and uh you know backstage passes maybe sing some songs with her at concerts yada 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 totally yeah okay. i'm in for cool, that cool, cool. well Great. i'll do my best maybe i'll send some dms and uh see if i can you know maybe start chatting with tay okay yeah please do just uh, become a professional at something, and maybe she'll give you a shot. Okay, perfect. Well, podcasters, we're on our way. <laughs> All right, now that the T-Swift drama is behind us, let's move on to the drama of the Dallas Cowboys. And it's not really drama, but it's looking good for them. Maybe it's, oh. <laughs> maybe it's more of an action movie with their defense that they have. Because oh. the Dallas Cowboys have been ripping and roaring apart from all those teams. And they are about to continue it this weekend at the Arizona Cardinals. That defense, man, they're going to eat. They're going to feast. I have no doubt about it. I've got the Cowboys at 16. Oh, that was your game. I was going to say, did you just take my game again? My, no, my apologies. that was my game. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was your game. I completely agree. Um, and I was like, drama with the Cowboys? What am I missing here? But It was just an attempt at a transition that didn't go well. No, um, so I, I had to try and well. save it. I, I think it went really well. Sorry, did you say 16? I did. Ding, 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 I was waiting for that. I was like, there's no way he has them much lower. No, I absolutely have a 16. Ding, 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 ding. They are incredible right now. I don't want to make any really rash, brash, whatever the word is, statements. As of now, I think they are my team to beat in the NFC. With that defense and Micah Parsons, people are saying he's the best player in the NFL, which I think that's a little much. But if that offense can be even a percentage of what the defense is, I think the Cowboys have everything they need to be a Super Bowl team. And that's that's a crazy statement. So, yeah, I'll leave it at that. But, yeah, I got them at 16. I think they're playing the worst team in the NFL, so it should be an easy one. Okay. Sounds good. I like it. Moving into the Sunday night game, Pittsburgh Steelers at Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders. Yes. Okay, so this is also a bit of a tough game, in my opinion. I know we both agree on it. Uh, Steelers looked pretty solid on Monday night. They easily could have won. Oh, no, they did win that game. Duh. Well, I am out of it. Still thinking about oh, Taylor Swift. and They did. <laughs> oh, you you did that on purpose just to rub it in that uh, that game got you the tie in the Wild I wish I did that on purpose, but I actually didn't. Uh, but no, they could have won the game and they did. Uh, so lucky for Pittsburgh, they're one and one. Uh, this is an interesting game. I think the Steelers and the Raiders are very evenly matched. Uh, this is in Las Vegas, as Mac alluded to. <gasps> Raiders! Raiders! And it's a primetime game. Mike Tomlin has been a very, very successful coach in these primetime games. While Jimmy G has had a solid start to his career, and the Raiders are looking pretty solid, I think uh, small hands Pickett and um, Pickens and Najee are going to be a little too much to handle. That defense looked incredible um, on Monday night with two uh, defensive scores. So I think the Steelers are going to win a pretty tight game, uh, and that's why I have them at a low field goal. Okay, you got them at three. Well, no, I, I am only – I got them at four. Oh. Hmm. I'm kidding. I got them at three. <laughs> Weird. Because <laughs> I have mine at a field goal plus one at four. 
And I have the Raiders winning this game. So this is our fourth and final game that we chose separately. Is that correct? I think the Monday, one of the Monday night games, I was surprised that we had. I didn't, I didn't know that this one was different. So I think we have one more too. Oh, okay. Yeah, we did. I believe we did choose Monday night separately as well. Um, but yes, this is one that I have the Raiders winning this game. And obviously being in Las Vegas makes a big difference. Again, I'm also assuming that Devante Adams is healthy. I know he's a little banged up at the moment. If not, that obviously changes some things because the Pittsburgh defense really did look very strong. But I don't know. I think for me with the Raiders, I think they have done enough to show me exactly who we all thought they were going to be, right? They have um, Jimmy Garoppolo at the at the helm, under the helm. And he's doing kind of the same thing, in my opinion, as he was for the 49ers. He's more of a game manager. He moves the ball effectively, efficiently. He limits turnovers for the most part and just gives the defense an opportunity to shine in a lot of different ways. And also just gets the ball to his playmakers, who the Raiders do have some really big playmakers Steelers on the other side, I don't know. I still just feel like I need to see more from them to really buy it. Kenny Pickett, he's doing all right. And, you know, Pickens doing all right. But overall, I just don't know that they are at the next caliber. And I don't know that the Raiders are either, but I think they're closer um, to that next caliber of, like, really good gameplay. So ultimately, I mean, I think this is going to be a fun game. This could go either way. I did keep it low. Obviously, like I said, I kept it at four, but I'm leaning Raiders in this one. Okay. Wow. Our fourth game that we have differently of the week. Wow. So we have five. We have five. Can you say waffles? This is a big Waffle House week. My gosh, it's huge. It's huge. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, we can go ahead and move over to Monday night. But before we do, it is time for the second word from our sponsors. I'm really excited when you didn't make me do that Sunday night. I thought you forgot. (laughs) I tricked you. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You tricked me once again. Uh, The second sponsor of week three making waves episode is brought to you by body armor edge caffeine boost body armor ooh, ooh. body armor yeah 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 hydration and caffeine tropical punch give you a boost when you need it the most tastes so good and it's really good for you have it anytime you'd like yeah Okay, body armor. I liked it. Why? Why? Why the? Uh, why the long face? Because I just never even got anywhere. I was just. <laughs> I was just body singing. armor. Hoo, 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 hoo. Body armor. That's pretty. That sounds that, pretty good. That sounded really good. That was also. Oh, here we go you. again. Oh my gosh. No, that did. That sounded good. Oh my gosh. Well. Sounds like we got some uh, competitor ads with Gatorade. We got body armor. Slack us in the comments, Slack. Oh, my God. Let us know. <laughs> in the Send us a Slack to our work uh, emails. Who you Please like don't. <laughs> Who you like better, body armor or Gatorade? Let us know in the comments. What comments, what comments are people going to let us know in? All right. How about this? We'll, we'll see how, how loyal our fans are. I'm going to make a story tomorrow. We'll see who's really listening here at 118 still. Leave us just a DM, say body armor or Gatorade. If you do, we'll know you're a real one, okay? 
send us <laughs> okay. send, send us a DM, body armor or Gatorade. Whichever one gets more of the other person, we'll do something crazy next week. Stay tuned. Oh gosh, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> now you did. It's in the bylaws, baby. Shoot. Okay. <laughs> Let's look ahead to Monday night. I can't wait to see what you come up with. We're going to have zero comments. I know, zero. Literally zero. (laughs) Paige and Maddie got us. I know we got three. Monday night, 7.15 p.m., Philadelphia Eagles at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Is this me? Sorry, that ad just totally jumbled. No, this is me. (laughs) Okay, have at it. This is one that I know we agree on. This one is in Tampa Bay. However, the away team, I think, is going to take the dub here. The Philadelphia Eagles starting strong, looking strong, looking as strong as ever. They were super strong, obviously, last year. (laughs) Continuing into this year. Are you okay? Sorry, you just said strong like eight times. (laughs) Looking strong, feeling strong. It's because they had body armor and Gatorade, so they're really strong. Love it. So strong. So, so strong. And yeah, I think they're going to have no problem winning in a strong performance on Monday night. I think they're just really going to strong arm the team. And now I'm just trying to say strong as many times as I can. I like how you're just like, are you okay over there? <laughs> like, why is he laughing? And in a strong performance, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to beat the Tampa Bay Bucks, And I have them at a strong nine. Okay. Strong nine. I agree. I got the Eagles. Shout out Big T. Sorry about the voicemail the other night. Had a couple too many beers on Saturday. But, yeah, I agree. I think the Eagles are going to win. They're strong. They're good. They got a solid defense. Baker's been looking pretty solid. But the Eagles are going to win this game. I got them at a confidence level of six. Okay. Not too bad. Pretty pretty strong uh, ending here for us as we're looking at some of these games. <laughs> And I promise I will not say strong again as we look into the final final game of week three, Monday night, 8.15 p.m., another doubleheader ending with what could be a good game in the Los Angeles Rams at Cincinnati Bengals. This is going to be a great uh, second Monday night game. I don't know why they're doing two weeks in a row of two Monday night games. Mac is pumped. She's dancing. She's ready for this episode to be over. We're so close. We're on the precipice. It's been a good one. And this is game number five. And I'm scared about this, McKenz, because I got this like pretty high and we have it different. Very high. So I know you said uh, that the 0-2 start, you can't start 0-3. I think there's no way the Bengals and Joey B are going to start 0-3. They're healthy. This is in Cincinnati. They were in the AFC Championship game last year. They were in the Super Bowl two years ago. I just don't think there's any way they can lose this game. And yeah, they just lost again. It was a very tight game to the Ravens, a three-point loss to a playoff team. Joe started to look a little bit more like himself. So he was showing signs of the borough we've known to uh, to see and watch and respect. Is he totally there yet? No. Did we see flashes? Yes. On the other side of the ball, and Mac is not going to be happy, folks, because this is the second week in a row she's forgotten, at least I think, unless her wave maker of the week is in this game. Um, I, I'm not sure if it was, but uh, in the Rams, my wave maker of the week, going to let Mac pull up the thing, is Flash Puka Nakua. You heard it correctly. Puka Nakua. Who? Puka who? Puka Nakua, bitch. He has come <laughs> out of no. He's come out of nowhere undrafted free agent out of BYU, 22-year-old who, 
I did get in a couple leagues off of waivers, thank goodness. He has set an NFL record. Yes, an NFL record. Two weeks, or sorry, yeah, two weeks or two games into his career, he has 25 receptions. Cooper Cup's out, so that definitely has a big part of why he's been so successful. But last week, he had 15 receptions for 147 yards, a massive fantasy game. Stafford obviously loves hooking up, connecting with this guy on the football field. Yeah, two straight games of double-digit receptions. He's come out of nowhere. A really cool story. But yeah, all that to say, I think the Bengals are just too strong at home. I think they're going to win this game. And I have them at a scarily high confidence of seven. Ooh. Okay, yeah, that is really scary high because this also, in my opinion, is an extremely 50-50 game. I will say, though, again, this is assuming that Joe Burrow plays. If he doesn't play, I think immediately this tilts the favor into the Rams' hands and a lot higher than what I had them, in my opinion, which we can talk about that if need be. But ultimately, I have the Rams here, and the reason being is because of a lot of the reasons that you've mentioned, the Rams are really looking like the team that they were two years ago. And yes, they don't have Cooper Cup. Matty Staff loves that slot position where Cooper Cup plays where Puka Nakua is now playing, which clearly it works for them. They draw it up. They scheme it up. Sean McVay clearly also loves that position because they make that one extremely successful, which I think opens up a lot on the field for other opportunities. You mentioned Kyron Williams or maybe we mentioned it prior to the start of this recording, but their running back has gotten a lot of great opportunities as well. And they've got other weapons on the team, um, Tyler Higby and, and, and such. So also defensively, I think that they have been doing a nice job, whereas the Cincinnati Bengals, I agree, they cannot afford to go 0-3. Unfortunately, I think they're going to, which is absurd, which is crazy. The highest paid player ever in the NFL is now potentially going to go 0-3. It's just, it's sick is what it is. It's sick and wrong. It doesn't make sense. The problem I have with the Bengals is maybe they were showing some flashes last last week against the Ravens. I don't really know. I didn't watch much of that game. But the Rams have already shown flashes of who they were two years ago when they won the Super Bowl. The Bengals are still working their way up to that. It is in Cincinnati. I'll give you that. I know they can't afford it. I don't know. There's just something about the Bengals where I just don't know that this is going to be a good year for them. This may be one of those years where a team plummets and they need to make a ton of drastic changes, specifically, I think, to that O-line. I don't know. I think Aaron Donald is going to be feasting like he was in the Super Bowl two years Dang ago, it. and it's. I, was- I don't think it's looking much different. Uh, th- so you're you're always on it. I was just gonna say, do you remember the last time these two teams played? And I was so excited to ask you, and you you just had it. You already knew. Yeah. So I, I mean, the fact that they, I just, I, I don't know. There's something about it that feels like a little bit of a repeat there, where they're gonna take advantage of the the Cincinnati Bengals, and could certainly be wrong if Joe Burrow's healthy. I agree, they can't afford to lose this game, so maybe they'll make a miracle happen. But the Rams are looking good, and I'm betting on the hot hand. And I've got them at two. Okay. I was just shockingly enough, and I don't know how I knew this, I was going to bet you $100 that I knew how many points you were going to have on that game, but I couldn't, Whoa, I couldn't beat you to the That's crazy. Part. It's almost like you use deductive reasoning because you've been tracking all the other games. 
I'd have to be really good at math to know deductive reasoning. And you know me, I'm not good at math. So that couldn't be. That couldn't be it. Oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, well, folks. Well, we know, we know you're bad at math because it's been an hour and 26 minutes, and you said it'd be an hour, so. <laughs> but my math is good enough to know that this is a couple minutes better than last week, so we're going in the correct direction yeah. if we're able to wrap it up here soon, which we will. So this is a great one. Me and Mac have a ton to talk about offline with five games different. But a this lot, has been fun per usual. Can't wait to hear Body Armor Gatorade let us know. And uh, as always, we appreciate you, Wave Riders, and uh, can't wait to see you next week. Absolutely. See you next week. Peace. Peace.